0: Welcome to Grafted Jewish Roots of Christianity. I am your host, Stephanie Pavlantos. Today, my guest is Dan Bergman. And Dan, thank you for being here today, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, I'm excited to be here.
0: You describe yourself as a digital evangelist, and you consider social media to be your mission field. And you are a content creator, an influencer, so to speak, all that kind of new, Vocabulary we have with social media. I understand. You just started all of this in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. and you had been with another. Uh, well, you're ordained, and yep. um, so you had been part of a Jewish Awareness Ministries, mm-hmm. and and then you went out on your own and started this new ministry, doing digital content with um, and sharing the gospel. And, yeah. and especially, of course, the Hebrew Bible and the Hebrew meaning, just, um, not just of the Old Testament, but the New Testament. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, so why don't you tell us a little bit of how you got started and a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So um, my mom is Gentile. She's non-Jewish. My dad is Jewish. When he married my mom, he said, you can raise the kids however you want. Just leave, leave me out of it. Like He didn't want to be pressured uh, in any religious way. He mm-hmm. was very secular. Uh, My mom was raised in a church going home, but she had never been discipled very well. She was saved as a teenager. Um, So anyway, I I was, you know, dragged to church, kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. I I was the bad kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I I became uh, gothic. As a teenager, and I called myself a Christian, even though I I was not. It was just simply a label that I gave myself because my mom was a Christian or because I went to church. Um, And as a teenager, I realized for the first time when I was 15 that I wasn't what the Bible calls a Christian. I wasn't born again. I didn't have any idea of my my sin. You know, I might say as a kid, yeah, I know Jesus died. Um, I know he died for the, the sins of the world. Not that I really even knew what that meant. And when I was 15, I realized that that my sin is is when I break God's law, when I do anything or say anything or think anything that displeases God, um, and that I'm guilty and that Jesus died for my sin. Right. And so as a 15-year-old boy, I got saved and uh, almost immediately burdened for my dad because I thought, well, what does that mean about dad? Right. Um, and uh, I felt God's calling on my life to, to preach, to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. And this was like 16 or so. Um, and I would look into the Bible. I would look into the new Testament. I would see Jews, 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 the Jewish people, the land of Israel all over the place. And I became really interested in that and burdened for my dad at the same time. And, um, I felt like God was calling me into Jewish ministry when I was a junior in high school. I, somebody came to our church that was a missionary to the Jewish people. Um, and I thought that I was an ugly duckling that just found his family, you know, um, and so I went to Bible college. I got a degree in missions with an art minor. And shortly after uh, Bible college, I ended up marrying my wife, whom I met at Bible college, and coming on board with a ministry known as Jewish Awareness Ministries. And so um, we spent some time, about a year, year and a half, raising support, going around to churches and sharing our burden, sharing our, our, uh, what God had called us to. And uh, I'm from Cleveland. And so um, I felt like God was burdening me for the area of Cleveland, which when we were there, um, the p- Jewish population of Cleveland was somewhere around 85,000 mm. uh, of the Cleveland area. And so we went to Cleveland uh, as missionaries through our mission board, Jewish Awareness Ministries, um, trying to share the gospel with the Jewish people in Cleveland for about four years.
2: Okay.
1: While I, while I was there, um, speaking of the Hebrew, I'll kind of tie this in a little bit. So at Bible College, they only offered one year of Hebrew. They had like seven years of Greek and all kinds of different Greek electives and Greek classes, but they only had one year of Hebrew. Wow. So, so I took that one year of Hebrew and it was like drinking from a fire hose, <laughs> you know, getting all this information in your brain and then spitting it back out on a test or quiz and then it's gone.
2: Been there, um, done that.
1: Yeah. And so when I was in Cleveland, trying to make Jewish contacts, I ended up going to a synagogue a Reform synagogue, trying to you know, share the gospel in a way that was tactful and natural, not forcing myself and anybody. But, you know, when the conversation arose, I could be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in, in that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, anyway, so I, I went to a Jewish college in Cleveland and took about four years of biblical Hebrew uh, night classes from an Orthodox rabbi actually taught class. And wow. I took one year of uh, modern Hebrew. And so um, that was an opportunity to minister and to, and to learn. And then um, 2015, we felt like God was calling us to um, join our ministry headquarters, which was based in North Carolina, which is why We're in North Carolina now. So we moved moved from Cleveland, uh, feeling the call of God in our lives, to come and help the ministry, to strengthen and grow the ministry from the headquarters Mm -hmm. there in North Carolina. Small ministry, like six missionary families, uh, which we were one of. So very small. Um, I became the digital ministries director because of my art background. I love video, love art, graphic design. And so I began doing all of those things in 2015, 2016. And as it progressed, I had a friend on Facebook that said he knew somebody that was sharing the gospel on TikTok. And mm. I thought, what even is TikTok? I didn't know at that point. And this was yeah. January of twenty twenty. And so I decided to start a TikTok account in January of twenty twenty. And if you look back to my very first videos, they're all directly towards a Jewish audience. Because okay. that was our ministry at the time. And it was something I wasn't looking for a change of ministry or any kind of thing to change into or transition. I was just trying to reach Jewish people however I could. Right. And um and so I had a video that went viral less than a month after starting my TikTok account. Wow. And, and this video was entitled Jesus Wasn't an Israeli. And so um, I wasn't expecting really any um, interaction or backlash yeah. or, or anything because my videos weren't getting much traction. And this was like a month of being on the platform. But then this video, I checked my phone, you know, like we do after we post something just to kind right. of see how it was doing. And it was like 13 minutes or sorry, 20 minutes after I posted the video, I checked my phone. 20 minutes later, it had 13,000 views. Wow. And it started, the comments started rolling in. And a lot of them, like 90% of these comments, they, I think it has somewhere around 1,700 comments now. Wow. The majority of which are negative mm-hmm. um, coming from a, a Muslim audience. Because okay. to them, Jesus wow. is Esau and Esau was, you know, he's, he's, he's a Muslim. He's not, he's not a Jew. Um, And so, and a lot of comments were in Arabic and you can like click translate if you want to. And I started to get kind of scared. You know, I started to get nervous. Um, Oh yeah. Because I had never experienced that amount of attention online, especially Mm -hmm. negative attention. The video got to be like 70, 80,000 views and I decided to put it private, you know, so I didn't delete it, but I made it private and I spent like a day and a half wringing my hands, you know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I felt like God was saying, you're taking the light of the gospel and hiding it under a bushel. And I was like, "Wow!" I said, "Okay, God, I'll do it." So I made everything public. I'm still, I'm still careful. I'm still cautious, you know, but I'm not um, hesitant to, to to put myself out there publicly. Right. And so we changed it to public, um, and the rest is history. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually, that was in January of 2020, February. About then in June, I'm still posting these videos, posting many of them with a the Jewish context, Jewish audience, target audience. But, you know, some are more broad of an audience. Mm-hmm. And in June, we had our first person reach out to me on TikTok and say, hey, I trusted Jesus as my savior because of your videos. Oh, there, there goes that camera. Um, wow. And so I, we had somebody reach out in June uh, to me through TikTok and, and let us know that he said, hey, I trusted Jesus as my savior because of your videos. And that was just mind blowing. Yeah. That somebody that i would never even met in person. Um, and most people on TikTok are anonymous young people, you know. Right, right. Um, and just uh, things started happening. We had more and more people start to reach out to us and be like, "Hey, I-, I realized that I was a sinner and I trusted Jesus as my Savior because of what you're showing on these videos." And it began to snowball, and mm-hmm. we ha- we realized that God was opening a door. Um, Paul talks about in First Corinthians sixteen, nine, he says, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Speaking of when he was in Ephesus, mm-hmm. um, that God opened up a door in Ephesus, people were being saved, people were being reached, and he decided Paul decided because of that to stop in Ephesus and stay there for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um yes. so um we made the transition, end of twenty twenty. Um, felt very strongly like we had one foot through this door and one foot still at the Jewish ministry. And God was calling us to step with both feet through the door of digital evangelism of all people still reaching Jewish people, but expanding our outreach to to everybody. And so we spent the last two months of 2020 um, preparing that Jewish ministry for us to be gone. We didn't want to leave on bad terms. We didn't want to leave them in a bad spot. Um, And so officially January of 21, we officially transitioned to this new ministry Most of our supporters were supported by churches and individuals as missionaries. That's how we, that's how we live. Um, And most of that support, thankfully, praise the Lord, transitioned with us through that um, transition. But I just make these videos in my garage now. We transform my garage into a studio. Yeah, yeah. That's where we are right now. So, um, but uh, God is really blessed to be able to do all of this. And we're just kind of along for the ride. Um, to this date, we've had over 760 people in the last three years, uh, reach out to us and tell us that they trusted Jesus because of our videos.
0: Wow. That is amazing. That's amazing. And, and yeah, I mean, I, when I went and looked at your statistics and I was just blown away because I thought, you know, so much of social media is used just for entertainment yeah. used to talk about ourselves use to show what we've done you know what we've won what we what what we ate let's let's make <laughs> so, like what we eat um but it's amazing then that you know this whole concept of of this is and i think on one of your videos you even say like you give all these statistics about how often people hold their phones in their hands and yeah and are on their phones three to four hours a day and yeah um And to not have the gospel coming across some of those videos, you know, and of course, once you watch one, it's going to the algorithms are going to make sure you watch it again or you see another one and you see Mm -hmm. another one and you see another one. And so sometimes you have to be careful what you watch too much because then you get overloaded with it. But, um, But yeah, I mean, I even had my sister said, how do you get all those Christian videos showing up on your feed? And I said, because that's what I watch. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so she, and I said, so I just keep getting more and, um, but it's, it's so cool that you have that kind of following, but I mean, but you do have a pretty good following from what I, what I was able to see. Um, but you had over 7,000 and maybe that number needs updated, but 7,000, was it downloads?
1: I'm not sure at this point. So, 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 so on my, I have a podcast, um, as well for new believers, um mm-hmm. because we've had so many people trust Christ we wanted to be able to give them some kind of discipleship resource. Um I'm not sure at this point how many downloads I've had.
0: Okay. Um
1: that might be what that number was. yeah
0: I'll have to they, look again. <laughs> um podcast don- downloads 7900 so it may have been um I'm sure it's probably more by now.
1: It's probably over uh 8000 by now.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's awesome. All from starting, you know, well, it'll be four years and, you know, this will probably air in December. So it'll be four years for you soon that you started this account. Yeah. Um. And I also had a number of 25 million people have watched your videos, but you said that was higher now.
1: So now we're up over 40 million people wow. have seen our videos, that's which amazing. is crazy. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I can't wrap that's my mind around
1: that number. Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Um, so let me share a little bit. I think your videos are awesome because not only is the message, of course, awesome, but, um, but the way you use your art in your graphics, um, understanding and, and talent is you, you, put in little clips of other things while you're talking. So if you're talking about, I think I saw one, um, you were talking about Moses and the Torah, and and then you you brought in a clip from Prince of Egypt with Moses being there. And then um, you brought in clips from the Chosen and and then just other things. I, I kind of like the one where, and, and I didn't talk about this before, but the one where you're talking about the whole myth that the disciples stole the body of Jesus. Oh. And and then you have this little video going on with all the disciples talking about how they're going to plan this and how they're going to steal the Bible, uh, steal yeah. the body of Jesus. And I thought that was hilarious because- How ridiculous
1: it, it would be, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous, but it was hilarious because um, it was just like, peter's going back they're all going back and forth and talking about how they're going to do it but also when he says and then we'll all be murdered and they're gonna and they're like, oh, hold it what what why would we want to do that <laughs> so, but that's the ridiculous part why would they give up their lives for a truly a myth you know um but you have Hebrew Bible verse of the day that you have on your videos. You also talk about different, um, sometimes you just, you talk about creation. Um, I mm-hmm. told you that one of my favorite ones was on the puffer fish and mm-hmm. saying how this had to be, this was created in this beautiful nest that this puffer fish makes. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the videos that you insert into your own. You said your viral video was on how um the difference and you said that was the one i guess that muslims most opposed Mm
2: -hmm. but it
0: was on um our pictures that we have of jesus being like a blonde haired blue-eyed man
2: yeah Yeah.
0: very western Mm -hmm. um but you also have some very good videos on explaining scripture as well um the hebrew verse of the day is very good um, but then you have some longer ones. You've had like, a, there was a nine minute one and a three minute one. So do you cons what do you consider those? Are they still considered like TikTok videos or are they under yeah. a different categories?
1: So, so a lot of the, you know, stipulations of your time limit on these platforms has changed. Mm-hmm. When I first okay. started on TikTok, I had one minute and then they changed it to three minutes and now I can do up to 10 minutes on TikTok. Oh. Um, Instagram reels and Facebook reels is both a minute and a half. Okay. And then YouTube shorts is one minute or less. And so the majority of the videos that I make are around a minute and a half so that I can post them on almost everything. Okay. Um, but then I also have longer videos that I can do on, on Instagram or TikTok that are vertical. And then I have, you know, the regular widescreen um, videos okay. on YouTube that are more long form, um, you know, for that purpose as well.
0: Right. And I have seen that difference. So, So one of my favorite ones was on Romans 11 and 12. And mm-hmm. you talk about about being grafted in, which is mm-hmm. kind of what this whole website's about, um, my podcast is about. But can you uh, share a little bit for those who've not seen that about those um, verses in Romans 11 and how you tie it to making yourself a, um, a living sacrifice?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. So I have this message um, that I preach on these on these verses called the therefore we don't care for because Romans chapter 12 and verse one, I beseech you therefore brethren
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: therefore always ties back to like the previous context. But right. for some reason, as Christians, when we get to Romans 12, it's like, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercy. We just kind of like say, Oh, it's about sanctification of a believer. Right. The new um, topic. Yes. Yes. And so whenever I talk about it, I, I want to make it clear that that's an okay interpretation as a secondary application. But mm-hmm. the primary application of that text of Romans twelve one and 2 in context is the Jewish people. If you look at Romans, specifically Romans 9, 10 and 11, the whole context revolving around those three books is the nation of Israel and mm-hmm. the concept of being grafted in and that God is not done with Israel. God hath not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Um, and then we come to Romans chapter 12 and we're like, OK, this is all about the Gentile world. Um, and it, it's it's kind of crazy. I'll just give a real quick real quick summary here. Sure. So when, when he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, we need to look back to the preceding verses. So not only does he say, I beseech you, therefore, but he says, by the mercies of God. So at the end of Romans chapter number 11, um, let's see here. In verse number 30 of Romans 11, Paul says to the church at Rome, which was a Gentile audience, He says, for as ye in times past have not believed God, yet now have obtained mercy through their unbelief. Okay, so that's the first time we see the word mercy. Um, Through the Jewish people as a nation, not individually, but as a nation rejecting Jesus nationally as their Messiah. Now the Gentile world has an opportunity to receive the Jewish Messiah as their Savior. And you've received mercy through their unbelief. Even so, if these also now not believe, speaking of the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, that through your mercy, through the Gentiles' mercy, I also may obtain mercy. And it's kind of like that provoking to jealousy concept where God says, you as a Gentile, you have a relationship with the God of Israel. Mm. And you are to provoke them to jealousy. And because you've received mercy, you are to in turn take the gospel back to the Jew so that they can obtain mercy. This is the whole context of the end of Romans 11. And then there's kind of this... Um, or verse thirty two it says, For God hath concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. So that's like four times that the word mercy is mentioned in the context right. of a Gentile taking the gospel back to the Jewish people. Mm. Then there's kind of a parenthetical passage in verses thirty-three through thirty-six, kind of all closing this 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 chapter. But then he in, in, in Romans chapter twelve and verse one, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, mm. by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, and acceptable, perfect will of God. It's not, um, first of all, a sanctification passage. I believe it's talking about taking the gospel back to the Jew. Right. And in the first century, that was taking your life into your own hands to try and share the gospel with the Jewish people. Right. I mean, look at look at the Apostle Paul and all the things that he did before right. he... Uh, was saved on the road to Damascus. That was in the stoning of Stephen. This is this is what a Christian was uh, uh, looking toward when they were trying to share the gospel right. uh, with a Jewish person. And so you literally become a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He's telling the Gentiles: this is this is the least you can do, mm-hmm. is take the gospel back to the Jewish people, and then he says you need to have your mind transformed the way that you think about Israel, the way that you think about the Jews, which is like just what he got done talking about in Romans chapter 11, the whole concept of being grafted in, boast not thyself against the branches, you know? Um, and so I think that the world, the, the Christian world, which is largely Gentile at this point,
2: mm-hmm.
1: needs to transform their mind in their thinking about Israel. They're thinking about the Jews. The Jews aren't chosen for for, for heaven, they don't automatically get, a, get to heaven free ticket because they are right. a child of Abraham. They need to be saved the same way that a Gentile does through faith in the Jewish exactly. Messiah. And so um, the church needs to have their mind transformed. And sadly, there's so much anti Semitism in this world, um, even among those that claim to be Christian, which right. is uh, the, the saddest thing mm-hmm. um, to witness.
0: It is. Um, and it comes, I think, from a place of ignorance. I, I truly believe that people don't even realize they're anti-Semitic at times because it's so ingrained in some of the doctrine yeah, or even some of the textbooks you read, some of the literature you read. It's just it all sounds natural because you've heard it for so long.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but um, in the video, you made a great point, And this stuck out to me. How did the Gentiles know about Jesus through the Jews? If yeah. they hadn't taken that message of Jesus to the Gentiles, you, none of us would be saved. None of us would know Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it started from them. They were the first missionaries. And then now all the Lord's saying is now you, let's go full circle. You take it back to them.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. that's just such a beautiful message.
1: Amen. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, people like me, you know, some people may call me a Samaritan because, you know, my dad is Jewish. My mom is not. Right. Um, but all of us at some point, you can mark it down somewhere in history. A Jewish person gave a gospel to gave the gospel to a Gentile and somehow it came down to you and me.
0: Yes, that's, and so, that's exactly how you said it in your video. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's very good. And we can bring this up to current events, right? Mm -hmm. So the stuff that's going on in our world and of course this, you know, for the for the taping, I'll just say for this recording, we're in November. So things are going to change a lot probably before this airs. But um, you've actually been you've actually talked to an Israeli mayor, right, Mm -hmm. about the what's going on and how you can be a part of of helping people understand. Yes. So you feel free to share that.
1: So with the Jewish ministry that we were involved with, I was privileged to be able to go to Israel four times. And then this last time I've been there five times. This fifth time was exactly a year ago. Mm. So like right now, a year ago, I was in Israel. Okay. Uh, I was in, I was invited to Israel <clears throat> by an actor uh, named Nathaniel Bezalik. You can look him up online at, at Nate Buzz is his handle. But he's a Christian. He's born again. And he has such a heart for Israel. And he puts his money where his mouth is. So right now, as we speak, he is in Israel and he's traveling around trying to get the truth out about this whole situation um, and show his heart of love for the Jews, which is really what every Christian should be known for. I mean, at the Judgment of Nations, Jesus talks about um, those that did not visit him when he was sick or naked or in prison. And they're like, when did we not visit you? And he says, "As, as, as much as you've done unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Um, Not as a showing of that's how people are saved, but as kind of an evidence of what a true believer actually is. Uh, It can be evidenced by how you treat the Jewish people. But anyway, so while I was there a year ago, I was able to meet the deputy mayor of Jerusalem, uh, Flor Hassan, and um, a number of different Israelis that are that are there now. And it was much more of a personal trip than the previous four that I had taken. Um, And there was a, a connection there. That formed because they realize even though I'm online trying to show that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah, right. they're like, they're, they're like, we, we love what you're doing. You know, right. um, there was even an article about us in the times of Israel um, wow. about Christian influencers, uh, just sharing their love for the Jewish people and the land and trying to um, show the truth about all this different stuff. And so when I met with her, um, I got involved with a group of people there, a Jewish organization. This is not a Christian organization, but they very much love everything that the Christians are doing online, showing support for Israel, solidarity with the Jewish people. Um, and they they love it and they need it. Um, anyway, so she asked, along with a couple of other people, there was a man that was the last Jewish mayor of Gaza City. Um, in 2005, Israel unilaterally withdrew from Gaza. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that um, there is, um, you know, and I believe that there is uh, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Right. You know, um, he hates the Jewish people. He hates he the believers. Mm-hmm. And so anybody that's trying to uh, show the Jewish people the truth about Messiah, we have crosshairs on our backs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and, the, and when you battle. read in revelation, yes. And when you read in the book of revelation it talks about the dragon persecuting the woman, which is not Mary. It's not the Virgin Mary. It's right. Israel. Um, and so Satan has always done that. Even through the end times, we read in the book of Revelation. Anyway, they were meeting with us after this massacre in a Zoom meeting, kind of bringing us up to speed on what's going on, things that they have to deal with as far as, you know, falsehoods that are being propagated in the worldwide media, which proves that the stereotype isn't true, that the Jews run the media. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't have such this anti-Israel bias in every single thing that you read from the secular world. Um, Anyway, so that's something that I've been privileged to take a part in. Um, I've had a Zoom meeting with a a survivor of the massacre, whose brother is now in Gaza, um, being held hostage.
2: I saw that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's just heartbreaking. Um, And, you know, I personally... I've, I've been told I have somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 relatives that are uh, that perished in the Holocaust wow. and, and some and some of which are buried in Israel. And wow. so um, I didn't grow up with persecution or anti-Semitism to the degree that we're seeing now. But um, when I went to the Holocaust Museum this last time, the Holocaust Museum in Israel,
2: mm-hmm. they had
1: some things up there stipulating how, ju- how, how much Jewish heritage you needed to have. Right. In order to be considered Jewish by Hitler. Right.
2: I've heard Um, that.
1: Yeah. And so not only would I be Jewish enough to be thrown in a concentration camp, but so would my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, it hits real close to home. um, And there's, like you said, there's a battle, you know, and um, just trying to show support for the Jewish people, um, but also not neglecting to give them the gospel Mm-hmm. in the process mm-hmm. and it gets, it, there's, there's a lot of people that, you know, are very vehemently opposed to any voice of any support for the Jewish people or the nation of Israel. And there's tragedy mm-hmm. on both sides of this war.
0: There um, is. Yeah.
1: The The ultimate goal, my ultimate desire would be to, to, to see people come to the Lord, you know, um, and for peace. Um, but we know as believers, unfortunately, Um, true peace isn't going to be had until the Prince of Peace, you know, returns.
0: That's right. Um, And there, there'll be fake peace
1: for time
0: during the tribulation. Exactly. But yeah, but no true peace until you're right. Until Jesus returns for that second coming and um, plants his feet on the Mount of Olives and he sets up his kingdom and then there will be peace. I mean, it's just, it's, Ah, and it's just closer than we can even imagine. I'm sure, you know, it's just, but, but I, I think in all of this, you know, what runs through my mind and, and even what you, you said about Romans 11 and 12 and, and then with what we see going on in current events, there's this message that needs to be spoken. There's this message that needs to be shared about the Prince of Peace, about the, you know, it just like wrecks me sometimes. It's just like, jesus loves them he loves those those women and children and those men who are dying in gaza as much as he loves those israelis who have died and who are who are hostage and you know kidnapped and and i mean he loves both sides of this conflict he loves everyone who's involved he loves he loves all of us you know there's not a person that you can point to and say i'll but this person, God doesn't love him. Jesus doesn't love him, and we yeah. can't do that. You can't do Absolutely. that. And so, and so, it's just, it's, it's really to me a sign of the times, because his his return is so. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. And, and I say closer, of course, than it ever has been in history. Of course, that's obvious. But, but for the outreach that we see going on, the gospel message, like that you have and, and I told you about a missionary Brendan Maynard that I had who who is also a missionary to the Jews and you know God is putting this in place you know even people like me gentiles who have no family relationships to Jewish people or any Jewish heritage other than Jesus but mm-hmm. um he's spurring on to have this Supernatural love for these people, his people, his chosen people. And he wants us to love them and he wants us to share the gospel message with them so they can be in heaven with him, so he can return and take them with him. And that's just so, so important. And we can't leave anybody out. You know, we have to pray for. Hamas, we have to pray for Gaza, we have to pray for Israel, we have to pray for China, you know, we have to yeah. pray for all these people. And, and, and I shared this with you before, but this podcast hits 55 countries, mm-hmm. one of which is Israel, Saudi Arabia, China, China, and, and um Korea, you know, so there's like some very close com- countries at this this podcast gets into. And it's amazing to me. It's truly amazing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We live in a time where we have the tools that the world has literally never seen before. Yeah. And I think that uh, those that don't take advantage of this opportunity to be a good steward of what God has given us, you know, um, that just convicts me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I think we have a tool in our hands to literally reach the world with the gospel, like never has been seen before. Um and so that's what I want to do.
0: Yes. Amen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so much good stuff. And I, I know that um, we could talk about your videos forever because you have so many good ones. But I do encourage people to look you up. Dan mm-hmm. Bergman, B-E-R-G-M-A-N. Mm-hmm. And there's a another guy who has the same name as you, but he doesn't do these videos. So I think okay, he's yeah. autistic. <laughs> he looked oh, okay. it up but so um,
1: yeah so on, on on all the platforms you can um type type in at daniel Bergman 99 okay and and, and that'll get you directly uh to my my yes, accounts.
0: so youtube i found you on youtube and like i said facebook and instagram and you already mentioned tiktok as well but um mm-hmm. lots of and then oh oh before we end anything um New to Jesus.com, why don't you talk a little bit about what that website's about? Sure,
1: sure. So um when we first started getting people um responding to us talking about how they'd received Jesus as their savior because of our videos, <clears throat> the way that we do it, because I didn't mention this earlier, but the way that we started to do it is to prompt people to message us if they want to know more about how mm-hmm. to be saved. That way it helps organize uh and, and give a point of contact for the people that are searching. And we're able to have a one-on-one conversation with them and share the gospel with them. And if they trust Christ, then I wanted to be able to give them some kind of discipleship resource. And I looked, I don't know, I, I don't know if I did a great job of looking, but I looked all over the internet, trying to find a good resource to be able to um, give a new believer foundational truths to begin their walk with Christ after they've made a profession of faith, after they trusted him as their savior. Right. And I couldn't find anything. Unless it was like either a website address that was 800 characters long
2: yes, or
1: was like some, you know, third, fourth, they... fifth page back in some local church in Albuquerque, you know. And okay. so I didn't yeah. want somebody in Norway or Alaska or Miami or London, England to have to go to some specific local church website you know, to to, right. to find some kind of context. And so after looking at all of these, I decided and felt led to to make our own website that was a short web address and the front page is, you know, these are things for you to help you to grow as a new believer in in Christ. And so we started new to Jesus.com, new the number two Jesus.com. And then that's also the name of our podcast is the New to Jesus podcast. Okay. to kind of supplement and, and correlate with that. Um, and it's basically a verse by verse Bible study. Wow. Um, so I did I went through the book of John verse by verse and with the Jewish context, the Jewish perspective, but awesome. also trying to put, also trying to put it on the bottom shelf for somebody that like is just starting their walk with Christ. Um, and so we went through John. I just started in our, our, our most recent episode is uh, started the book of Galatians, uh, which oh, is going to be a shorter good. study. But I've also had topical messages in between here and there, dealing with things that, you know, questions that I get um, from people on social media that um, would be foundational to a new believer's understanding of the Christian life. Right. Um, Also on there, if anybody's interested. So my dad, who is Jewish, he trusted Jesus as his savior in 2019. uh, After 20 years of literally 20 years of witnessing to him, 20 years Uh of praying for him. Um, like you talked about in your previous episode, that relationship to try and break through the barriers. Um, and so one of the episodes on the New to Jesus podcast is me having an interview with my dad, mm. giving his giving his story, his testimony. Wow. Um, but anyway, so we started all of that. And um, I also try uh, as best I can to get these new believers plugged into a good uh, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church in their area. And awesome. so... Um, yeah, so the New to Jesus uh, website was basically started out of necessity because mm-hmm. of the people that we were having, you know, there's been yeah. people in the Middle East that have trusted Christ, people in South Africa, um, just all over the globe, really. And it's just been mind-blowing to realize that, like you're saying about your podcast, these videos, they yes. go all over the place. And so we want to be able, as best we right. can, to follow up with each person that, that trusts Christ wherever they're right. at.
0: And you just have no idea where they're going and who's who who opens their phone. And there you are talking to them about how to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And um, so that's such a great idea. I think it's a really good idea to have done made that site that um, because you said, you know, in the beginning, just to repeat over 760 Salvation decisions have been made and and those seven hundred and sixty people need a place to now go and find out what do I do next,
2: yeah. because
0: they're not learning about this in their local church they're learning about this online to somebody yeah. who might be thousands of miles away, and so yeah. that's that's an excellent idea um anything else you'd like to share that i um that we didn't go over or that we didn't have time to talk about
1: because of my background and the 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 Hebrew that I've been um, learning and talking about, I actually taught Hebrew for uh, about three years at our Jewish ministry headquarters. Um, And so after I started doing these videos about, you know, Hebrew Bible verse of the day or or something like that, um, I started getting all these people asking me, can you teach me Hebrew? Do you teach Hebrew online? Can you start an online Hebrew class? And so I prayed about it, thought about it. And so I've been working on putting one together. Um, right now at the time of this recording, it's not ready yet, but it may be by the time this episode is, is posted. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I will just say this because I'm not sure where or when it's going to be ready. If, if, um, your listeners or your viewers would check out my, um, my, my accounts on Facebook or Instagram. Once this, um, Hebrew class goes live, it will be right on my profile for people okay. to be able to click on. So okay. we'll just do it that way.
0: Do you want to give the name that it's going to be so they recognize it when they see it?
1: Sure. Sure. So it's going to be called the biblical Hebrew Academy. And so um, the, the website that that will be at will be biblicalhebrewacademy.com Okay. And so I'm hoping, I'm hoping and praying that by the time this episode airs, it'll be live. Um, if not, I'm shooting for like the very beginning of 2024. And so stay tuned for that. Um, but it's going to be trying to, trying to share Hebrew, biblical Hebrew in the way that I learned it, as far as being able to, 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 to grasp it and take a hold of it, rather than just some kind of crazy scholarly academic level that's over our heads. Right. Um, Right. And that's what I'm shooting for.
0: Good. Awesome. And, um, please, I just, you know, I appreciate all that you're doing so much because I um, really want to be able to support you and 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 lead people to your to your website. Um, even if if somebody on here is just accepted Jesus as their savior, you can go to newtojesus.com dot com, and that's the number two. Um, and then um, postingthegospel.com dot is another website he has where he shares more of his stories. Um, but I mean, his his main story. And then looking him up on all the social media profiles, you can you can find him about anywhere. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story and your mission, um, and and even some of your your knowledge and wisdom on the Bible. I appreciate all of your time today. So thank you. Oh,
1: absolutely! Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: And, um, hopefully we'll talk again sometime or, um, but I, I really hope people go and find you and support your ministry. So. Oh,
1: absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find me at graftedjewishroots.com. Please check out my Bible study, Jewels of Hebrews on my website. And I also have a Facebook page under the same name. Join me every Wednesday for a new episode of Grafted Jewish Roots of Christianity. Thank you for listening.